0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Welcome to My World. I'm Joe, with me as Mitch, as usual. Yeah. And we've got a bit of a special occasion this time. Have we? We do. We're pre-recording this, unlike our normal Welcome to Our World episodes, because we're going to have this as a bank show, because in the near future, very near, your wife is going to have a baby. Really? She is. Oh, she didn't tell me. Oh, that's probably why you were cleaning out your bedroom and all those comics into long boxes. Oh, I just thought she was getting fat. You're going to want me to edit that out. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this month we decided we were going to talk about movies about babies. Babies. But not the actual movie Baby with that baby dinosaur. No. Because I haven't seen it. It's probably one of the only dinosaur (laughs) movies I haven't seen. But anyway, based on the fact that your wife is having a baby, we went back and looked at a couple of baby movies. Parenting movie. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yeah, yours is. Mine's mm. kind of accidental parenting movies. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, well, let's talk about yours. All
0: right. So I went back to the 1987 classic Three Men and a Baby, mm. which was directed by Leonard Nimoy of Star Trek fame. Yeah. It is his third feature film that he's directed and his first non-Star Trek film. He'd previously directed, I think... Four. Four Star and Trek, five?
1: Four. Star Trek. No. no. Um, Shatner
0: directed five. All right. Well, he's done two Star Trek films before this anyway. Okay. But yes, it is the story of three bachelors played by Steve Guttenberg, Ted Danson, and Tom Selleck, mm. living in a very
1: swanky penthouse apartment well, in New York. Three professional men, Are professional they? bachelors. One's an architect. One's a doctor. I think. No. I don't know. You've seen it more recently. <laughs> All right. Tom Selleck is an architect. Architect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> architect. Yes. Yeah. By the name of Peter Mitchell. My dad. Based on your dad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's not an architect, though. No. No, but still Peter Mitchell. Ted Danson is an actor and very much a bit of a douche. And he is more a... It's 80s. Yes, very much. Yeah, so he was... I think he was more a commercial actor, as in he was in ads rather than movies and stuff. And he was trying to get his big break and move into feature films or something. Yeah. Or TV, at least. And Gutenberg is an artist that draws a syndicated comic strip or something like that. So based on the fact that they live in this super swanky house, other than the fact that Tom Selleck is an architect, there's no real reason that they should be having such a swanky house. There's no explanation given as why these three bachelors are living
1: in this house together in New York. It's New York. It's, well, why are friends? Why are Monica and Rachel living together? They're sharing. It just happens to be three sharing. Oh, right. And having a syndicated cartoon back then would have made a lot of money. So he'd be successful.
0: Not cartoon comic strip
1: comic strip that would be oh probably that oh, would be yeah. make a lot of money if it's syndicated around the nation he'd be doing alright Yeah, and um, a commercial actor makes a lot of money do they? yeah, oh. yeah. Well, it, so they're all successful
0: so the opening scene of this, this movie is they're, they're throwing this swanky party and Ted Danson basically says that he's got to go away for a couple of days to Turkey to film this movie and One of his friends is like, oh, there's an important package coming for me. Can you look after it? So Ted Danson goes right at the last minute. He rings the other two from the airport saying there's a package coming. Someone's going to drop it off. And as it turns out, they get confused because one of Ted Danson's girlfriends leaves a baby on their doorstep. Mm. And they think that is the package that they're meant to be getting, only to find that the real package comes a little bit later and it's actually stolen drugs or something. And the first probably half of the movie is just Gutenberg and Tom Selleck left with his baby and not knowing what to do with it. And then it kind of turns into a bumbling crime scene movie with the people that own the drugs trying to take the drugs off them. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I I, I watched Three Men and A Little Lady fairly recently because it was on Foxtel and it was just on one day and I watched it. But I've realised I haven't seen Three Men and A Baby for a long time. And it comes across as just so 80s. The soundtrack in it is incredibly 80s. Tom Selleck's dress sense is incredibly 80s. At one stage, he's wearing a check shirt and a bow tie, and he just looks like a complete idiot.
1: But Tom Selleck, no.
0: No. No. But for the first half of the movie, if you didn't know the premise of the film, and you just sort of came in probably... 10 20 minutes in you would think that tom Selleck and gutenberg are a gay couple and they've just adopted this baby and they don't know what to do with it because that's how it comes across but what happens is the people are chasing them for the drugs to get them back the police are looking after them to try and get their drugs back in the meantime they're looking after their baby and bits of it are quite funny obviously it's a comedy good night sweetheart well (laughs) it's time to go yeah it's a good bit there is lots of good bits. I just don't know Gutenbergs. if it's a, yeah. I just don't know if it's a good movie. But it is a movie about a baby, so it's fitting. Yeah. So yes, would I recommend it to anyone now? Maybe. I don't know if it holds up. Maybe it's got nostalgia factor in it because you know it's Gutenberg, Tom Selleck, and Ted Danson. I was never a fan of They're Ted not- Danson from Cheers, but Tom Selleck's just. Likeable Charismatic guys Yeah but And he's still got The big moustache It's Mahoney And they do come across As like as I said A bickering gay couple That don't really know What they're doing
1: But what if Gutenberg roller skated At the start Then it'd be just The just greatest been, movie Ever yeah, made well, okay. So <laughs> you need to Mash it up with You can't stop the music Yes Now I notice you're wearing A button down Czech shirt there Yeah but He's, he's got he, a beard I've got a plaid shirt Thank you very much He was wearing a Czech shirt Just no, two coloured Yeah you sort of Got a hipster thing Going on there And you watch Three Men and Baby Where a real hipster would have would have gone and seen the French it's et une coiffine, which is three men in a cradle ah. which was the 1985 French film that they um, pretty much well, ripped, they off. ripped off they, yeah, they remake
0: remake, yes yeah. but I, I don't think I've seen any French films so that's why I would go with a Leonard Nimoy version anyway okay well so, we we'll So that's my pick for a baby movie. Yours isn't quite a baby movie. It's more of a parenting film.
1: It's a parenting film, yes. Yes, yes. It's um, the 1983 Mr. Mom. I don't know who directed Some dude, I looked it up. Didn't mean anything. But starring Michael Keaton and Terry Garr. And Christopher Lloyd's in there has a little small role. And if you don't know the story, it's um, Michael Keaton plays a guy who works for the Ford Motor Company who gets made redundant and goes home and his wife is like oh what are we going to do And this is on the first like five minutes of the opening starts so, I was like well I put my university college degree to good use and go back to advertising if you want it's so, like alright we'll make a bet five dollars who gets a job first we'll go back to work next scene literally cut scene to no you won it you deserve it you take the money <laughs> so she's going to work as an advertising agent he, he's going to become the stay-at-home dad which in 1983 was a foreign concept yes not today you know you couldn't make this movie today because yeah it, it, well, it's, they, it's they a, a lot of, more common they kind of did Daddy they, with Day Daddy Care, Day? pretty much yeah, yeah the same it's, 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 it's a bunch of jokes it's a bunch of gags really it's, 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 it has a plot but it's, it's a, a set pieces where it's sort of like it starts off with him being an incredibly competent dad trying to you know look after the house and his three young children. Yep. Like we're talking one that's barely walking and two older brothers of that daughter and you know at the start he's doesn't know what to do. He's going to shopping, he's got a shopping list, he's lost, he doesn't know where anything is or he's breaking everything and you know you're getting this voiceover gag where it's like he's pulled something out and it breaks and fills up and it's like Irv, clean up aisle seven Irv, clean up aisle five but yeah if you know the movie you'll yep. know the gag and it sort of deteriorates where he gets worse at looking after the place and he's letting himself go he's getting into the to the soaps He's watching Days of Our Lives. He's really sort of getting into the whole mother's group. All the the other mothers, they're sort of getting together and playing poker and doing all that while his wife goes off and becomes this um, incredibly good advertising person. There's weird set pieces along the way where the boss, the wife's wife's boss, played by Terry Gar. Well, Terry Gar's a wife. The younger generation might know as the principal from Sabrina, the teenager. I thought he looked familiar when we were watching it before. He's... Uh, he ho- hosts an annual Christmas or like a party at his place for the Olympics, like the Work Olympics, and they have like weird games and these sort of challenges. And there's a bit of a cock measuring going on between the boss and the husband. Literally? Okay. Not literally. <laughs> not in this show. It's only PG, and it's, it's farcical. You know, this is like a sprint wearing flippers, riding a little tricycle, and just doing silly things like that. So it's 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 quirky. It's it's over the top. Like it's not a realistic movie in that way. It doesn't have like you said about three men and a baby there's so many movies that had to throw a criminal element
0: into a movie yeah like but the thing with three men and a baby it's more about the whole slapstick we've got the wrong drugs sort of yeah. thing than it is about the baby itself
1: yeah and um so it doesn't have that element it's just literally and it turns it around he gets efficient at being a mum and all this sort of stuff or being a stay-at-home carer. Yeah. You know, he starts, he gets efficient at cooking and getting the kids on time and gets his act together and, you know, obviously him and his wife get estranged for a little bit there when she's tired from work and he's tired and I don't see why they're not connecting and then they all pull their shit together and they win at the end. But like I said, there's a lot of farce in there and yeah. I remember that. I saw this... Like We got our video recorder in 1984 and it's one we taped off the telly and it's one that I've watched <laughs> a lot. Because, you know, there's only so many movies you're allowed to watch as a kid. Like, your yeah. parents will allow you to watch and, and particularly allow you to tape. Yeah. And... On top of that, there was no internet. There was no Leonard Maltin's movie guide. So there were no movies. If I didn't know it exists, there was no way of knowing to look for it or to grab it. You, know, you can look at a, sh- a cover on a shelf in the video library. But at that age, I was like, oh, yeah, this this is fun. But then you, at that age, you watch things repeatedly. Yeah. You know, like you're saying now, yeah, you've watched... With yeah. your kids, you're watching things mm-hmm. 97 million times because... That's what they do. Yeah. Now, they're a bit younger than I was then. Yeah. But this was a movie I dug. Was Michael Keaton a star at that stage in 83? No, he'd um, only done Night Shift, which is the Henry Winkler, yeah. um, Shelley Long movie. Yeah, so he, he from the show Night Shift, he got this the role yeah. from, from what he did in that. Now, something I didn't know was this was written by the John Hughes. Written by? Written by, yes. Okay. It wasn't his finished script, Like they took the script off him. He wrote it as a TV show. And they said, "No, this is better. Can we turn it into a movie?" And he did. It was taken off his hands, rewritten to a point, and it was a lot more, a lot different to what he had originally written. Re- okay, um, didn't know. But on the strength of it, he got given a three-picture deal worth ten million dollars or something like that. I've got the facts right here, yeah, which would have been quite a lot of money back in the early of 80s money, especially for a scriptwriter. Yeah, thirty million dollars. Sorry. Wow, which is a shitload of money even then. Like, yeah, even now is a lot of money for a scriptwriter. And he got a three-picture deal, and he's the next movies were Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Weird Science. Two out of because, three ain't bad. Well, they all three would have, made, they would have made their money on that. They would have. And yeah, he's done really, really well. And it's weird. I've talked about it in previous episodes when I talked about the, um, the Canon Films documentary I saw, where they were talking about these low-budget, cheesy films. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't know a difference between a low-budget or a shit film to a good film. Like a yeah, big-budget, a exactly. film. Yep. They were just films to me. Like, they all delivered in the same sort of video cassette. And you watch them and you recognise actors in them. So there must have been equivalent stars. So Michael Keaton was no different to an you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Al Pacino to me. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, Because at the same time you had your Braddock movies and your Rambos and you had your Missing in Action. So Chuck Norris was the equivalent of a Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Like, and this movie, he was my guy. Michael Keaton was in <laughs> Night, Night Shift, which my mum liked and I watched that, which is about prostitution. So I don't know. I was probably too young to be watching it. Bro, you know, do you know Nine Shift? I only know that one scene where they he writes prostitute on the board and circles Let's, the pro tit and all yeah. that sort of stuff. <laughs> Let's break <laughs> <you> down. <Yeah. laughs> so, okay, it down. So Michael Keaton was that and then he did Working Class Man, which is again, it plays a guy who's going to get laid off from working at a car company.
0: Very weird. that I've seen that quite like, a few times, I think. I, I've... just that one scene where they're all like doing the probable scream therapy and they're all yelling in the
1: park or whatever it is yeah I I watched that a lot when I was a kid so this was just one of those movies and the people in it were things like Terry Gar was a thing for me yeah like not a crush or anything like that I mean she's a very attractive woman but she was she was a leading lady yeah and Michael Keaton was a leading man because that's what I watched (laughs) uh, I had no idea who De Niro or Pacino was back then they weren't actors Michael Keaton's the guy when he became Batman that's kind of cool yeah and I remember Anne Gillian. She maybe one of my early crushes, I think. Is I she look at the, her now, she's an old woman, but I like it. Is she the other mum that's kind uh, of coming onto on to him, her? Yeah. yeah. And she was in a sitcom that I remember watching called Jennifer Slept You." I vaguely remember that. I went for one season. All right. Well, yeah.
0: I, I don't really know that.
1: But. No, that, that, I just remember. It's like the ghost of Mrs. Muir, she was a ghost.
0: Yeah. yeah. On the other foot. Yeah. All right. Yeah,
1: all the shoe. The Elizabeth yes. shoe. The Elizabeth shoe. <laughs>
0: going back to the last episode. Yes. But yeah, so does that mean that we're going to see you becoming a, a stay at home up. carer, Mr. Mom? Who knows? And your wife going back to work after the second baby?
1: Maybe. Who knows?
0: Do you know how to use a washing machine without no putting too idea. much washing I powder no, in it? I, I'm looking at that guy. I have no idea. All right. I have no idea. You're very much that 80s dad still, though, aren't you? No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, on that note, that's probably a good place to wrap up this little minute. I think so. Yes. Good luck with the baby. Thank you. And we will see you next month.
1: No worries.